Good afternoon, everyone, and good afternoon, chaps. Welcome to the Green Arrow Podcast and Fantasy Football Hub as we look ahead to game week eight after an uneventful double game week seven, uh, but an eventful week <laughs> on the own goal and injury front. Chaos, to be frank. My name is Fergie. Uh, Rich, welcome back. And what colour was your arrow in double game week seven? I think it was a pretty large red one, uh, Fergie. Yeah. Um, got, uh, yeah. Got punished, I think, by uh, a number of the flags and a number of the uh, the late uh, late changes. Decided uh, not to make a transfer in the end. I had virtually no bench, but I thought most of the flags would would clear up. And the only one that I think truly affected me was Sven Botman not making it, um, and I was relying on him playing. So uh, Estepinian came off the bench like he did for many people and uh, gave me a nice minus two at the end, but also had uh, zero pointer from uh, Sterling in there who uh, didn't start the game due to a virus, came on and got booked for a zero pointer. Um, I think there was possibly another zero pointer in there if I look around. Or maybe not, but you know, Rashford and Fernandez did nothing at all at home to Crystal Palace and continued to frustrate. The only the only slight saving grace was I decided to hang on to Saka and he he played um, and at least got nine points uh, and uh, but still remains an issue for my team because he's now injured again. So uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not looking good um, in terms of the total health of my team to say the least. And I'm sure we'll we'll come back to that later on. But I think forty yeah forty points and a big red down to about just below two point four million. But I think I'm sort of. I don't know. That's that's a bit middling for for content creators these days. It's like um, you know, someone down at the four or five million level and and really struggling. So, definitely thinking about wild carding. Um, think tonight's show might help me. I had, I had the text. Decide. I had the text yeah. about two o'clock this afternoon after the Estupina news. I think it was. Uh, for those um who haven't seen Estupina, looks like he may he may miss miss games. Whatever that means, could be one game, could be two, could be three. But I. Don't know with the international break on the corner. I'm always a bit, a bit thing about you know when you hear these big injuries, players like Saka, Estupina, and you know, and things. Um, I'm always a bit all right. They may miss one game, but they may be back. I'm sure we'll talk quite a lot around around that coming up. Yeah, but uh, 40 points, Rich. Tough, tough old week all round. Um, Adam isn't here. Uh, he couldn't make this week. We're going on the Wednesday because I'm going away tomorrow for a few days. Adam couldn't make it. Um, Rich, you scored, uh, what's that, approximately um, 33% more points than Adam this week. Adam only scored 31 this week, which is maybe part of the reason he's not on. I'd immediately be sceptical, but uh, hopefully not. But yeah, Adam really struggled this week because Adam's not here. Uh, great to have you with us, Bakar. Um, haven't seen you for a few weeks. Uh, how is your season going? How are you? And uh, how was your game week? Thanks, Fergie. Uh, thanks, Rich, for having me. Oh, hello and welcome to all the listeners and viewers. Yeah, I mean, uh, FPL's not been great over the past few weeks. Every single week, I've sort of become accustomed to having my transfers blow up in my face. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, 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 you do tend to go through these these phases as, as an FPL manager where it's really not fun. Uh, but I'm hoping I can uh, I can come out of it with. Um, uh, my plan is to just simply limp across the line, but even that is getting harder with each passing day with, with the flags that are coming With all up. your players limping. With, exactly, <laughs> with all my players limping and flagged. So again, I'm hoping that this show will bring more clarity to my plans as well. Uh, and 
and shed more will shed more light on on whether or not um, you should play your wild cards if you're in a position like I am, where we're you know on the edge uh, as to the wild card on on the edge of sanity as well. I think after uh, after the week, it's tough. It's tough all going it. Yeah. Do you know what I? I actually like it when it's like this. I, I really do because I think when it gets a bit too easy, everything's very samey. Everything's very oh, we know what we're doing each week. But when it's like this, when there's real decisions that need to be made, I do think that a manager's experience and metal comes to the fore and they can, you know, I think I think it's you know, I think it's easy to hit the wildcard button. I'm not you know, I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong, but I think that's just the easy oh, I'll just wildcard out of this meta, I don't look at it anymore. Whereas there are other options, you know, and obviously we'll 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 talk about those we'll talk about those those now. Um I thought I had a horrendous week, which I did, but I'm I'm the top scorer out of all four of us, uh, with a massive uh, forty two points. Um, Trippier <laughs> saved my week, holding on to holding on to Saka. Sadly, that that, that, uh, that is about it. Um, I didn't fall into the Botman trap. Uh, I fell into the Guardiol trap instead. So I was praying Guardiol <laughs> to come on for one minute to save me three points, but 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 the swine didn't. So um, yeah, not the best. Um, let us know how you got on uh, in the chat. Uh, we got a violin moment from Daniel. Hopcroft, assuming assuming no relation. We'll we'll touch on that now when we get onto violin moments. Uh, Ron is in. Uh, Johnny A. Stewie Bryan. Uh, we'll talk about Harland. I've got something to say, speak about Harland about in a in a little while. Be interesting. Hopefully, uh, Sakan is in. Um, Sahil Jan Kalioski says wild card activated. Super Tiger is in. Just a dad posting stuff says yet another car crash for week. Thirty one points all out. And he has also hit the wild card as well. Uh, James Feeling says, Wednesday before 6 o'clock. I nearly fell off my chair in before the night shift. There we go, James. Yeah. Uh, Helga is in from Norway. And, and there's many, many others. Great to have you with us. Um, absolutely superb. Um, let's uh, do a few violin. I don't think the violin is actually working this evening, which is a shame. But we've still got a few violin moments to go through. Firstly, Daniel... Daniel Hopcroft, uh, which this actually, actually, I'll say, I'll save that one. There's a couple of others. I think Daniel's is my favourite one. Uh, but just, just a couple this week. Uh, Jay Dalgano uh, says only a small violin really took Saka out for Gordon for a minus four. Gordon now suspected. <laughs> Botman didn't play. Rested Pina and come <laughs> off the bench for his minus two. Wild card now activated, and he asks Cash or Dini for wild card. Touching that now, uh, Paul Jones, uh, who, who who manages all the WhatsApp groups. For for the hub, um, he was having a bit of a, a panic attack. Well, not a panic attack, as a bit of thing. A bit of a panic in a meeting we had earlier this year, um, and he's and he's wild card. He's had, he's had an absolute nightmare. He was on something like eighteen points after Saturday, but he's got triple United, Botman, Jackson, Scarpa, who I've never even heard of. Um, Scarpa's somehow in his I've team. I bet he wanted to Scarpa. <laughs> I bet he wanted to Scarpa, <laughs> and he says, "You're welcome to use my Estupinian own goal, Diaz own goal." Botwin and Darwin no shows for a moment. Didn't spoil him on this week. Required Fergie. Well done. And uh, Daniel's in the chat. Uh, Daniel Hopcroft said uh, last week I took a minus four to get Callum Wilson in for Ollie Watkins, which also which also means if he hadn't have done it that he wouldn't have got Estupinan's minus two off the bench. <laughs> Um, so it, so he's also just taken a minus four to bring Watkins back. Oh my gosh! Thirty-three 
33 points lost. Uh, so, yeah, you are all... You are all honorary <laughs> members of the Violin Club. Uh, welcome. Um, don't forget to send in your submissions every week. We're a chance to be a member of this very exclusive club. Anyway, on to FPL. And let's, let's look forward, shall we, gents? Let's leave the past in the past and look forward. Uh, I've got the fixtures up now for, for, for the coming weeks. We, you know, you two guys, you're on the edge. I can see you're on the edge. And I don't just mean the wild card. Um of wild carding. Um I'm interested. I come to you first, Rich, that's all right, because I had the I had the text I had the, the text wildcard fever text off you. What what are your decisions? Um what are you thinking about? And also what are the teams you're kind of targeting over the next two or three weeks if you were to hit the wildcard okay. button? Okay. Yeah. I mean I I think we were just discussing before we went on air. I, I don't I don't really want to wildcard. I think I've looked at the, the the fixture swing um from game week 10 and i think it is more varied and offers an opportunity to differentiate more from those who have already world carded so it feels like a late wild card now you're joining on the back of a train that's gone across the last two or three weeks has broadly brought in the same number of players gained the team value from from those players already um, and, you know, has them in place, has the points and you're just going to slot in behind them, albeit maybe, you know, one and a half, two million places behind them with the same team, right? And I'm talking about a big section of the game here. So I don't like it for that reason. But when I when I look at my, my team and, and the amount of available players that I've got this week, given the fact Saka is now injured, from the Champions League, a stupid hands injury was 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 announced this afternoon. I have Botman injured. I already have Bulldog injured. I have Mubama, who's a non-playing West Ham choice. So that's all those outfield players out. My remaining assets, all most of them play for Manchester United, um, three of them, and and they're not doing anything at all. I've got Raheem Sterling, who probably will be dropped because Chelsea actually managed to win a game. And now, you know, why would Potts change a winning team? So he might be on the bench again at the weekend when I've got no bench to come in for him. So, I mean, I could keep going. I'm basically going into the weekend with Haaland, Alvarez and Madison as my team. And I think you've got to say, if you look, you know, if you're being, you want to take the mick out of it, it's it's rubbish, isn't it? It's just a load of rubbish. So, so I think you, the value you'll get by just hitting the wildcard button and putting in, 11 players that at least have a decent fixture or a decent run of fixtures. I can see the appeal. I can see why there is um, a huge section of the community has decided to hit the button this week. And I, and I, I was trying to resist. I'm normally very patient and I still haven't completely written off taking a hit or two to save it, but I'm really close. And I, and, I, and I'm hoping that the discussion we have will help me make up my mind this evening. I'm actually, the reason I've got a shirt on is I'm going out for dinner straight after this. And I won't be able to concentrate at all. I'll just be thinking about my FPL team. <laughs> so so my my immediate <laughs> counter to it all, and I got I got a lot of stick for this last year, uh, um, all the year before, because I said, I said something along the lines of um, every, it was during the COVID season and there were these, you know, uh, last minute rearrangements and postponements and I put, I think I put it on Twitter. I think I might have seen even like I said on here that kind of everyone's in the same boat, and um, even those who wild carded early, who you know who are doing really well, they wild carded game week five, game week six. The template is still reasonably set. Okay, there are a few moves ahead potentially with players like Cash who maybe already got Son and and things. I guess I get that, but you're not the only one, Rich. 
in fact, you're, mm. you, you know, we're we're all in trouble here, right? And Adam, Adam's in trouble as well, um, you know. And and the, you know, there'll be lots of people listening who are in trouble. Some who have already used their wild cards, uh, probably most who haven't. But just for one week, pre-international break, just to try and get some kind of optimal team out for one week. Is it you know we have no idea what's happened now in the break that you know there there will likely be more more injuries mm. yeah, I'm you guessing could, you could come back and your wild carded team could be in completely in bits and you and you could actually you find that players <laughs> you like got another chip. Saka Estupinian yeah. maybe Botman maybe players like this all come out after a break all fighting fit because they've been off for two weeks so mm. I suppose that's 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 my counter the. Yeah, the two points. I think it's very valid. A lot of people in the same boat, and it's the break. One or two people have said, you know, messaging because I've, you know, tweeted out that I may be wildcarding, and they've come back and said, just take a hit or two, you know, just you know, and fix your team for the break, and and you'll be okay, and then you'll be able to play a more aggressive wildcard because it really feels like it would be a defensive. It would be defensive wildcard, and I, I'm, usually defensive. I've got to be honest. I'm not like I'm not even massively sure. Given United have got a couple of good fixtures still. I'm not even sure personally who could massive wildcard into. I know this Salah, right? I get that. Well, they're all getting injured. I mean, Diaby's injured now, so you can't <laughs> well, get him in either. And he, was, he was someone people were bringing in as an advance move for Villa's good run. Eze as well. Eze as well. Eze's yeah, out for yeah, six Eze weeks. Well. Yeah. So the number of options are disappearing. Right. So it, it isn't, it isn't uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of narratives out there from the people who are wildcarding saying you know it feels great and they've got lots of flexibility but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel and look optimum to i've me. seen i've I mean, seen a lot as well move on i don't know what you think back up but you know that's that's kind of my summary of it i mean i've looked at fixtures just because we got the fixtures up and you know you've got teams like arsenal brighton liverpool who look much more strong to invest in with confidence from game week 10 um onwards than than doing it right now um that that's how it that's how it looks to me yes you can bring liverpool now but two weeks more information on the likes of diaz and darwin and stuff will be valuable and you, you could then go with those options over a salad team because salad team makes it really difficult to world in card into because of what it costs so i just value that information and and you will want arsenal players you will want brighton players for those runs from game week 10 and so being able to wildcard straight into them and just, as you say, limping through till then with a hit or two, I think I think is probably the way to go. But I'm, I'm, it's team-specific because I've got so many flags and non-playing players. I might still have to do it. Just before, just before you go on, on Bakara as well, just to touch on a couple of the teams. So Villa, you know, everyone's, you know, Cash, Watkins, Diaby. You know, I've seen, I've seen lots of, um, you know... Uh, Tweets and you know and content on tripling up on on you know on teams like Villa. Villa's next two are away to Wolves, who've just beat Man City, and then home to West Ham, which is going to be a really really hard game. Newcastle as well, um, away to West Ham, home to Palace. I think they're two hard games as well. And um, who's the other team? Uh, West Ham, home to Newcastle, away to Villa. Again, it feels like a couple of games after those games, all their fixtures are pretty good. But those those two, it's a lot of people wildcard into. I just don't think they're even like, really, you know, if they were going into Luton, Sheffield United, I can maybe understand it a little bit more. So, sorry, just a, a final point for me. But yeah, Bakar, please, you you have the floor. Yeah, to, to add more to this, uh, like Richard said, Brighton's fixtures from Game Week 10 are really good. Now, Brighton have um, 
Liverpool this week and they have City next week. Again, not optimal to, to jump on them. While if you look at their fixtures from game week 10 onwards, they're tremendous. So someone like a Mitoma or if you get, let's say, if a Stupanan is ruled out for a while, then someone like a Lamptey, 3.9 million or some defender could could make our way make his way into our drafts. Simply, uh, again, Arsenal. When you look at Arsenal, Arsenal have um, City this week. They have Chelsea next week. And then after game week 10, they have a very good run of fixtures as well, starting starting from starting from Sheffield United at home. So I completely agree with the sentiment and this thought that the game week 10 wildcard is much more powerful in terms of fixture swings to jump, jump on. And now you couple this with the fact that a lot of the picks um, in the game week 8 team, let's say the template picks, I mean, I know these guys haven't been delivering so far, but the United Mets, yes, the fixtures haven't been good. Uh, the returns haven't been good over the fixtures, but if you look this week, Brentford at home isn't the worst fixture. Sheffield United away is definitely a good fixture. Now, Bruno and Rashford haven't really delivered, but who are the alternatives? I don't see any genuine alternatives other than Salah. I mean, Salah is the only one, but again, Salah does uh, require plenty of surgery. Yes, for that, you will need the wildcard. But again, if Salah is not a captaincy option this week, then is he really worth wildcarding for? Uh, Trippier is another popular one. Trippier share in your case, which I know you have share. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys, uh, they have good fixtures this week. West Ham is an okay fixture. Next week, they have Crystal Palace at home. It doesn't really feel optimal selling these players just for the fact that you want to field a full 11. And that is what wildcarding this week really feels like, that you want to avoid taking excessive hits and you want to just be in a position where you can field a full 11. It it does not look optimal, but having said that, I think there is a very strong case for it. If, for example, you have no Spurs in your team and you have plenty of these flags, yeah. then I can see an argument for it. Like, for example, you have Saka, Stupanan, Eze, Diaby, players like these. And if you don't have a route to Sun and you have to take excessive hits to bring him in, then I do see a world where, you know, wildcard 8 does look optimal. But yeah. for most teams, at least for my team, because I have double United, I have Trippier, I have Pickford. I mean, these guys are not really hard sells this week. They're sort of okay yeah, to play. They've still got another swing, haven't they? Basically, a swing of the back. Exactly. exactly. Even in Bumo. I mean, United's defenses look shaky at best. And if Mbomo's playing up front in 3-5-2, he's all right. Next week, he has Burnley at home. Even Alvarez, I see a lot of people selling Alvarez um, on their game week 8 wildcards. I think Alvarez could easily get points against Arsenal and against Brighton at home next week. I don't think he's a hard sell either. Yes, Watkins is a great pick, but I don't think the difference between Watkins and Alvarez will be so high that it warrants a wild card, right? Over the next two weeks, especially when uh, Watkins is playing Wolves away this week, right? And the whole um, structure of the wild card, if you look at the template wild card teams this week, is built around Spurs. Okay, Spurs are the main main carrot, but other than that, it's basically West Ham. It's it's mainly Villa, Villa. right? Yeah, yeah, and Villa and West Ham. Uh, West Ham have Newcastle this week, not ideal. Villa have Wolves away this week, and Villa tend to struggle. And then Villa and West Ham are playing against themselves against each other next week. So you're, you're possibly going to be in a situation where you have Ariola, Cash, Diaby, Watkins, Watt Prowse, Bowen, all these guys playing up against each other. So it does not really feel optimal. So I do agree with you. But either way, I mean, I can see why people are going for it because they want to avoid taking hits and they're already looking at their ranks and they're panicking basically that they're, they've not started well. 
and they just want to get rid of all these guys, especially the United Mets, the Chelsea guys, because they haven't really delivered. And they just want to get a new team and jump on the shiny new toys who have been performing well. But I think when you look at it more rationally, the play for most teams is probably to wildcard in 10. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Um, personally, look, like looking at the profile, sorry, looking at the profile of the template team, there's a lot of teams have got good, um, have got good fixtures for the next two weeks before they've got these natural hop off points as well. So you can take a hit, get in, you know, getting a player, you know, and, and who's to say, right? Like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not Rashford's biggest, you know, biggest fan, but they're home to Brentford, away to Sheffield United. Like, talk about, talk about, differentials now because they're, they're going to be sold on mass and i would i'd probably rather i would i'd personally anyway rather have those two against those two teams than just just some others who've got more difficult fixtures per and save the wild card i mean you know you know with that with that mm-hmm. with that edge on as well so yeah yeah agree yeah. i mean this the only thing is is if you, you know, rashford might get dropped i mean <laughs> there's a chance he could get you know put on the bench because he's been getting hooked off and stuff like that so i mean that's getting that's that's the level of pessimism you know that i think some of us have reached that they've just seen such poor performances from united that you know that even players like bruno and rashford may not start both games and that's not that's just my opinion i just yeah. just don't think that you know they, they may start so i was going to sell rashford but now i probably got to keep him because at least he, at least he has two legs, you know. I've got, I've got to have to sell Saka, Saka because same, he, yeah. he's, he's not going to play. So it, it's very, it's very compromising and uh, not, not a straightforward decision. So if you have hit the button, good luck to you. And uh, I think it's not by no means a bad week to a to a wild card. And it's very, very team specific and an emotional decision for each manager. But I still could do it. And one, one more flag, one more injury to you know a Shah or a. Or an Alvarez or something this evening, I'll be definitely, definitely welcome. Um, just uh, quickly, um, James Thompson made a really good point in the chat. On the other thing, I haven't mentioned it is squad value is killing people who don't wild card now. Um, so by game week ten, it'll cost you loads more. So I must say, I disagree. But it'd be interesting to hear your points, Rich. Rich, you were you were nodding violently. Yeah, right? I've I've never really worried about team value for in 18 seasons of playing uh but this this season I do feel that by this time the markets have settled down there are fewer increases normally but I think they've kept the they've kept the amps up at FPL towers and they are they are definitely you know in transfer market overdrive. I think that is because we only really have two active premium players in the game and that makes the player base quite cheap relative to to other years and so the way of dealing with that and making the game more challenging is to increase the you know the rises and falls in the transfer market and i expect that to continue at least for another at least for another month or so or while, or while the engaged player base is behaving as it is because early transfers that's driving a behavior of early transfers to catch price rises and it's sort of I don't know, self-defeating prophecy or something is basically causing, you know, a, a very high degree of volatility. I'm bleeding team value. I would expect at the end of the international break, I'll have negative equity. I'll have a team value below 100 million. And and that makes it difficult to, very difficult to build a, you know, an optimum team nine weeks in, 10 weeks in. So I am worried about it. And, but there are, as you said, Fergie, there is always an option. You know, all it really means is you're getting a 
5.5 mid instead of a 6.6 .6 mid, you know, from the chap down the road who makes early transfers, you're still going to be able to get a team out and that cheaper mid could do well, but you are, you know, you are compromised. And so, so those who have a high team value are, are looking good at that at the moment. Ricard, what's your thoughts on uh, team value? Well, I think it is important. Uh, I I do think, and I'm of the opinion that some enablers will always come up. Yes, we're going through a phase where the likes of Sun, Saka, Salah, Haaland are all performing. But let's say after Liverpool's run of fixtures in game week, it, it ends in what, game week 15, 16, I don't think it will be a problem again because people will sell Salah and then again we'll have plenty of funds to, to spread uh, and spend on the rest of the team. It will be a problem for those four or five weeks between game week 10 to 15, 16. But even when you look at those five, six weeks, there are a few enablers that you can get. I mean, even the likes of Sheffield United, Burnley have good fixtures. So if you want someone like a pair, he could be a starter. I... I I don't necessarily think that it's the end of the world. Someone like Gabriel is just 4.7 million. He plays for Arsenal. So I don't necessarily think that bleeding team value necessarily will be a huge issue going forward. And I don't really think it plays as big of a factor in the wildcard decision as it does for other people. I mean, what I like doing for my team personally is to compare my current squad with the potential um, Game Week 8 wildcard squad that I can get to. And similarly, my potential Game Week 10 team with my potential Game Week 10 wildcard team. And whichever is looking stronger is is uh, going to be uh, the basis behind my wildcard decision. I mean, these days, you can almost literally pick any, almost any FPL team you want because there's no Kane. Um, De Bruyne is injured. Trent isn't really an option. Um, he could be. He could be. You've got players like Archer, who will be a starting striker for Sheffield United. Chuck Maker at 4.3 mid at Chelsea, who's when he's fit, will probably be, be back in the team. There are 4 million playing defenders. There's Ariola at 4.2. Uh, Turner at 4 million. Um, Palmer is 4.9. Palmer is 4.9. So there are... We've been spoiled this year, in my view, more than more than any other, in terms of you. the The hardest thing that people are having to compromise on is just saying, "Oh, I can't have Trippier, Salah, and Harland, who are who Salah, Son, and Harland, who are Trippier, who are the yeah. who are the three by far best options in their positions." We've never been in a position before where you can have basically all the best options in the game, but we are now. So I think this season we're being slightly spoiled in the fact that you know. If you if you actually wanted a team you you actually thought was uh, the best wildcard team, money no option, you know, with a reasonably priced bench. I mean, now I don't think you'd be too far off 100, 203 million anyway. So I personally think it's it's massively overegged. I think then um, this is a personal opinion. People on on social media who you know don't who don't really understand. Um, how important or not it is, just overhype it. You know, you see, oh, I gained zero point one last night. Sunglass emoji, and I'm like, <laughs> literally, so what? Who who cares? I like <laughs> I guarantee you that any previous, you know, kind of winners or those who finished really high in FPL uh, would never have attributed down to their good team value. It would all be down to the no. players they picked and the you know and the fortune they had at various times in the season. So. As you said, Rich, you know, 
all this about half a million or one million people, you know, going, oh, look at this. Like, literally means nothing in my in my view. It, mean, it means nothing. Um, like James in the chat uh, saying Trent is not an option. Uh, let's see what game we I completely agree. I, said, I did say at the like, moment. Like, yeah, I did like say at the moment. Be. Yeah, he, he might absolutely. He's actually on the next slide, so I have got him as an yeah, option. And, and he will be if you've got a wild card in game week 10 because no one else can get to him. So, But the point I'm making probably. is that you you can get a very reasonable team for a for hundred million. You may have to slightly sacrifice somewhere, but is that a reason to use the most powerful chip in the whole game? Not for me. So anyway, let's let's have a look um, at at the best. You know, if we were wildcard, or who we're looking forward to now in the coming weeks. As you can see, Trent is on this slide. Uh, defensive wildcard pick. So firstly, kind of keepers and. Defenders, uh, Bakar, if I can come to you first. If you were wildcarding this week, who were the top sort of three or four names on your lips in those positions? Uh, keeper for the keeper, I think Ariola is uh, is the standout, um, especially given West Ham's fixtures from game week ten. Um, he's he's a very very strong contender to go for. You, as we've said earlier, uh, there's a chance that we might need funds for midfield and attack and. It doesn't look like Ariola losing his place anytime soon. He's been playing well, uh, so I think you can just simply minimize the uh, the spend here and spend that money on the rest of the team. As far as defense is concerned, I I don't think there are too many standout defenders to pick on wildcard. I can I can name two, but other than that, I think um, I'm seeing plenty of variation and variety in the. Um, in the wildcard template team for game week eight. I think Cash kind of picks himself given the <clears throat> run of fixtures that Aston will have coming up. And he's been playing um, fairly advanced Absolutely. as well. Um, I don't think he plays as a right mid like he did in game week three and four early on in the season. But even as a right back, he's pushing forward when when Kamara plays. So that's that's a good sign. Other than him, I would definitely go with one Spurs uh, defender for their upcoming three fixtures, which read Luton, Fulham, and then Palace likely without Eze. So those three fixtures should be good for clean sheets. Uh, I don't think there's much between Poro and Adogi. Both are both are kind of the same and now at a similar price. I think I would probably prefer Poro because his uh, attacking numbers are slightly better since game week two. Uh, he's had nine shots as compared to Adogi's one. So his, his goal threat is slightly higher. Um, other than that, I don't think there's a standout defender to pick. I would pick Gabriel personally if I was wildcarding mm -hmm. because uh, I think he's a very good pick for the long term. And if you're wildcarding now, you want to have a, mm -hmm. a defender which who's there for the next you know, 10, 15 weeks. And Arsenal fixtures after game week 10 are really good. Mm -hmm. And they're only behind Newcastle for big chance to concede this season. So I think Gabriel is a really solid pick at just 4.7 million. Lamptey may be an option. Let's say 3.9 million now that his two is out. He's a good cheap enabler if you're looking to save cash. Other than that, you can maybe go with someone like a Burn or Anderson or a Crystal Palace defender. They're actually fifth for non-pen actually uh, conceded this season. So yeah, this is the template wildcard defense that that I see uh, for most that are wildcarding this week. Very nice. Thanks, Bakar. Uh, Rich, anyone to add in there? Yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm glad you said Gabriel because I've had him since game week one and been 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 teased and uh, might give me a chance to get some 
get some of that blood back. So, uh, so far behind so the curve, Rich, that you're in front. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, it's, like, it's like wearing flares, isn't it? They come back into fashion exactly. every so often, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've got uh, got Gal. I might hang on to Gabriel. Um, and uh, certainly, might, well, I, I might have to play him against City this week, which is a bit scary. But, yeah, I might, uh, I, I do agree. I, I also think that, if you haven't got, if you've got a dogie and you got him for four and a half, he probably, you know, is is worth hanging on to. But I think if I was wildcarding, I'd probably be tempted to just get Poro because he just it's different. It's going different to the template, and therefore, if you if he hits, you'll you'll it'll do your rank more good um, if you're looking to climb. So so he's more attractive of the two, but he's point one, he's point two more expensive. So if money's tight, then go a dogie and still cover this. Really good um, so. stats just from Alex in the chat. Uh... Poro scored three goals in 13 games last season. I think both of them. Yeah. The, the problem is Madison and Son. Uh, if you want two of them, you can't get to them. But I think a double up, if you you know, if you know are only going for one Spurs mid, I think they could do really well for you over the next few weeks. Mm. Yeah, could do. Yeah, you could go Poro and Hidogi and, and leave, cheap. leave the money that money that Son costs go down to a mid-range mid and that, and that would enable Salah more easily, wouldn't it? So, yeah, that's a good way to structure because there are still loads of mid-options. Um, agree with Ariola. I don't think there's any real option other than Ariola and Turner and, you know, in in those goalkeeper combinations. However, if I was going to wildcard in 10, I am quite attracted to Raya of Arsenal. I mean, that's probably a discussion yeah. for two or three weeks' time. Yeah, and that would be an example good of show. someone that will come back onto the radar for 4.8. Yeah. If you're not going Gabriel, then cut, get 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 Raya rather than... Probably uh, even double up. Probably even yeah, double, up. double up. Why not? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so that's worth mentioning. But yeah, I think you've got most of it there. Um, I don't... Not sure whether to hang on to Botman or not. Again, a little bit of money tied up in him, but his value is going to drop during the international break. And so he's another one to potentially move on. It's a real shame he's injured, actually. I'd be feeling a lot better if he was fit. Uh, I thought I thought, I thought, that was really strange last week. And this, and this is what le- leads me to not believe in Eddie Howe. He's, because they said, oh, it's last-minute check. And on that last-minute check, they diagnose he's going to be out for weeks. I mean, how bizarre is that? Surely a last-minute check is... He's basically there. They just want to do a last-minute check just to make sure he is all right. And okay, he may have failed. He's not quite there. How do you go from a last-minute check to out for weeks? I don't. I don't really understand that. But uh... Rich, do you want to go uh, first on the attacking wildcard option? So midfield and forwards. Yeah. Who have you got on the slide, Fergie? Just we've got um, Salah, uh, who's obviously interesting. I think he could do do well against Brighton this week. Uh, Diaby, who it looks like may miss the weekend, he's been ruled out of the European game this week. Uh, Watkins, who uh, you know, what a, what a performance last week. Uh, Son and uh, Neto. Um, just to note that um, Mana. Um, Solomon has been ruled out for a few months now. So with Perisic out. Um, that potentially leaves room for Richarlison uh, to come in and play on the left, and you know we can, we, you know we we can laugh at you know Richarlison's form and stuff, but it could mean that Richarlison and Son, you know, interchanging between the left and going up front, and as we mentioned, their fixtures coming up the next three are, are stunning, so he's potentially an option as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I like Son. I think he's really the possibly the captain pick this week if he's past fit. Uh, it's definitely a week when you can go against Haaland with him being away to Arsenal at the weekend. Watkins feels a little bit like chasing points. You're not going to get the 23 points. 
you know, next week. According so, to Twitter, you are given rich. The kiss, given the kiss, according <laughs> to Twitter, you are every every week. week. Every week he's going to get twenty three points. But yeah, it's it's obviously solid pick for eight million. But possibly it's two weeks before their really decent run. So again, I'm I'm quite happy with Alvarez up front. If I'm not wild carding, I'm not rushed to get Watkins. But I think it'd be hard to. Hard to not consider him on a wild card, but it tends to be. I've looked at a lot of wild card drafts today, and it tends to be Alvarez or Watkins. If you're going to go for a three four three setup, it's quite difficult to get them both side by side, and you can't really do it that easily with Salah in the team as well. So it's it's tricky, but yeah, Watkins is definitely an option. I think Diaby is flagged now, so just beware on that one. He's been in a lot of teams for a couple of weeks, so that that'll be a bit of a headache for people that already own him because he's not going to play probably the next two. Um, but he might be someone to bring in come game week ten if he's uh, if he's past fit. And Salah's the big the big issue. I mean, we, we'll see. We'll look at what you can do with a wild card draft later on without Salah in it, and what you can and you can do a lot if you don't go Salah. And pretty much everything you can pretty much have everybody else if you don't have Salah. So that's that's a lot of power that you get by by um, not going without. So one person I could have put on here would probably be Luis Diaz. You know. Mm. As an alternative, you're not going to go Salah. I think he's definitely he playing this weekend. Pick, isn't he? pick of the Liverpool mids. I think he'll definitely play against Brighton. And if the prognosis on Gakpo is that he's going to be out for a while, then that brings Darwin, you know, strongly into the picture. But with the international break looming and him going back to South America, he's not an ideal person to bring in before all that happens. So again, it almost plays to game week ten with with the information. On Darwin, so I'd mentioned Diaz and Darwin on the nice. on there as options. Nice and rich. Um, FPL Nim says about uh, Botman uh, fell off the treatment table. That's why he was. <laughs> that's why he was out. I like that. Very very good. <laughs> and um, Alex uh, Mika says Solanke as well. He likes the Solanke shot potential over the coming weeks. He's he's one of those Solanke, and he you just you kind of ignore him, and then he just keeps on just brings the points Hopefully in not. most weeks. He does. Um, but Carl, what are your thoughts on the uh, forward and midfield options? Yeah, I think it's become trickier because um, you know, for those who wildcarded early in the week, Eze or Diaby would have been the standout midfielders to pick, and they would have sort of been the glue guys around which you could build the rest of the squad. Yeah. But now that they're not available, potentially a switch to three four three and getting someone like a Dom Solanke, I don't mind that at all because Bournemouth's next three fixtures are. Are fairly decent. Um, I mean, this son picks himself, Salah picks himself, Haaland picks himself. Um, I know a lot of people will be tempted uh, by uh, by strengthening the squad without Haaland, but again, when it comes closer to the deadline, then I assume they will <laughs> revert back to normal. Uh, and I mean, to be fair, Haaland does have a terrific record against the top six. And just on that discussion regarding Haaland, I do think that he. <clears throat> Uh, he is is a captaincy shout in, in both game week nine and eleven when a city play at home to Brighton and uh, Bournemouth. And regardless of how appealing Salah is, I don't think I still would put him uh, at that level of Holland. I still think Holland is on a completely different level altogether when it comes to the ceiling. So if I view Holland as the best captaincy option in let's say two of the next four weeks, then I would obviously include him in the wildcard squad as well. Mm, cool. Yep, thank you guys. Good stuff. Um, Gordon from Game Week 9 onwards. Uh, 
bit of love in the chat. Yeah, it's that. a pity Gordon is suspended yeah. because he'd be a nice, nice glue pick and a nice enabler to go to this week off one of the injured guys because you know he's solid. Newcastle still got good fixtures. Um, looks assured of playing. Um, from now on, so yeah, really like Gordon and great price for people who are struggling with team value. I think, I think even though it's a wild card this week, I think I'd still have him and bench him this week if if you're wild carding personally. Um, and FPL Folly says um, Hoyland, uh, who obviously looked really really sharp last night, uh, seven point one million, I think could be a really good option as well. This is for United though, doesn't he? That's a... He does. <laughs> um, I've added just a, a a small slide. It's called it's called Harland Essential, and I was I've been I mean I'm having a bit of a bit of a look. Um, you know I'm planning on wild carding. I think in game week ten as as it starts, unless I get another three or four flags. Obviously, you know this this week now for, for game week eight. So I've just been looking at um, Salah and Son. You know who I think are really um, you know really good alternative captaincy options over the next uh, few. Obviously Liverpool away to Brighton this week. Spurs away to Luton. Man City away to Arsenal. It'll be interesting when, when we come to the captain chatter of what we think this week, um, which is you, you know you, you you probably have to say that Liverpool and and Spurs, Salah and Son have, have probably got a good chance this week of outscoring Haaland. Um, next week, game week nine, uh, Liverpool home to Everton, Spurs home to Fulham, and City home to Brighton. Probably fair to say Haaland, even though the other two are really nice. Haaland with Brighton's current defensive form could absolutely destroy them um in all fairness but then you get to game week 10 uh liverpool uh salah home to forest um son away to palace man city Haaland away to united I think that is you know, it's a fair shout to think that salah could could you know outscore um Haaland that week uh game week 11 uh man city home to bournemouth is obviously a really nice fixture but salah is away to luton then as well game week 12 um Haaland away to chelsea um, Spurs uh, away to Wolves, Liverpool home to Brentford. Uh, game week 13, uh, Man City have got Liverpool when Spurs are home to Villa. Um, game week 14, Man City have got Spurs. And game week 15, they've got Villa when there are really good alternatives. So I suppose um, my uh, you know kind of argument is Haaland and Man City, I think it's probably for, e- you know, even though they're winning their games and even though they're playing well, I think, I think Haaland's only, I want to say, double... Uh, double returned in two or three games so far, which I think I'm right in saying. I say only. Still, it's still incredible. But what you could do for your team. So I want to raise the argument about potentially going Haaland less from game week 10. I don't think I do it on the game week 8 wildcard, personally, because of the home to Brighton next week. Game week 10 onwards. Um, Bakar, is it something you would consider at all or not? I mean, I would consider it. But again, in game week 11, they're playing... They're playing Bournemouth at home. And irrespective of that, I still think that that's even if I think that he's going to score one goal a game against the big six teams, which I do. Um, I don't necessarily view those fixtures at home to Liverpool or away to United as tough fixtures. I would still back City to score. And I yeah. will not be surprised if Alan got a double-digit haul in either of those fixtures. Sure. But, but so I, would, just... I, I still would go with him, I think. Weighing up the difference of like the one and a half million, you know, it could you know, it could make someone Trent or someone Trippier or, you know, may, you know, yeah. enable to have a, str- you know, a stronger midfield. Yeah. They... Trent is the big one. Trent okay. is the big one. Okay. Trent is the big one. And that's why I think another two weeks of information on yeah, Trent might, will go a long way. Yeah. For sure. That's another big reason of using the wildcard later. I also think the fact that Alvarez is almost potentially matching Haaland for 
output recently means the fact that you can have Alvarez and you've almost got, you know, quite quite a fair bit of that, that city attack there as well. Uh, Rich, what are your thoughts? Um, too important really not to have him. The ownership across the game is so high that if he does score a hat-trick and, and he's captain in a week, it will, you know, will, certainly if your rank isn't great at the moment, it'll absolutely destroy it if you don't even own him. So I just think he's, you, you, you've got to have him for the time being. What will really shake it up if he gets a slight knock or an injury and he misses a couple of yeah. games. That that will be what makes people think, oh, they can see they can captain Salah for a few weeks and they can, you know, do a, a bit of a hokey-cokey with him and sell him and buy him back. So not sort of necessarily lose him um, for for a long period, but just take a chance on on him being out for a couple of weeks. I mean, he doesn't seem to get as rotated as we thought he, he was going to be. And as long as City are cruising through in the Champions League, I think um, he 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 won't get rotated. He'll still get the uh, the league games. So so I wouldn't I wouldn't sell him. Um, I'd probably more likely to go without Salah than I am Haaland. Um, I can see more of a case for that because there are some very good Liverpool players who are scoring the goals. Particularly if Gakpo's out, you know Darwin is going to start most games if he's fit. And I think yeah. Darwin at seven and a half. I completely is agree more, with that on Darwin. By the more way, attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Darwin and Trent uh, versus a Salah draft. I mean, that's a that's an argument to be made because that money could be spent in in defense as well. And that I could see myself going there potentially. Speaking of a no Salah wildcard team, uh, Rich, you were kind enough um, because you were contemplating the wildcard to to pull out a couple of teams. So you've pulled out a no Salah wildcard team for this week. You just want to uh, briefly talk us through it? Um, yeah, okay. I'll just want preamble before it appears on my. YouTube screen. Um, I've only got a team value of 100.2 million right now. So very low team value and possibly going to take another couple of hits on that. So I had a quick play this afternoon. This has just been 15 minutes before for the show, but this is the best I could do. Or there's just one, well, one of the things you can do with a no, a no Salah wildcard team. And, it, and I, I think this is pretty strong. Mm. You know, it's got Trippier in there. It's got Cash gone for the more expensive Porro from Tottenham. There's Gabriel retained, you know, partly due to my own team because I reckon I can get him back towards five million quick, pretty quickly and get some selling value back. That's just a selling value play there. Ariola and Turner in goal, very template. But then the midfield can be, you know, pretty strong. So Bowen, Son, Mitoma, really, that's ready. That's in place for the run from ten. Madison in. Um, Son would possibly become an Arsenal mid in game week 10, but so he's a two-week play then down to an Odegaard or a Saka. Um, Diaby got injured after I did this draft, so he's, he's now played. <laughs> but, he, you know, I Gordon in and bench him, you know, after right. I drafted him. So, you know, he would be potentially a Gordon or a James Ward-Prowse or something like that, you know, and, and, and that's the... But hopefully, I think by game week 10, Diaby will be okay. And then I've kept Alvarez because really... He's done nothing wrong, and he even only brought him in two weeks ago, and he returned that great free kick last week. He's he's fine, and he's actually one of the players I've actually gained a bit of team value from. So he he, he stays for me, and I've got Darwin in here for precisely the reason that we we talked. He's a little bit of a differential, um, got to cover the Liverpool side with something, and it allows you to go, you know, with there's there's eight, you know, you've got eight playing players there there's a slight chance that you know Alvarez could get rested one week or Darwin could not not start so therefore there is a bit of a bench headache there but you, you can see how spreading the value around you know allows you to have a very strong 
squad had a much stronger bench. And I think it's one thing I've learned from the first eight weeks is I, I went with a weaker bench that I was not fully comfortable with. And that's really started to punish us, mm. you know, in terms of like having just literally no cover there for weeks like last week and this week. Um, and I don't like to play like that. I think if you're setting up with a wild card now, you've got to set up for a long stint of about 20 plus weeks of, of play. Um, and you want at least two playing players who you can rely on to come on in the event of a rotation or in the event of some of these injuries and flags that, that do seem more common than last year. So that's what I came up with as a no-seller wildcard team. What do you think? It's really strong. Um, yeah, I, I don't, again, I think I think it's just reinforced to me, though, that um, I don't think we need really need to hit it this, this week, I suppose. That's what it's reinforced kind of me there. I don't see much upside outside of the team I've got already. Potentially Darwin. I think I'm bringing in Son anyway. And and players like Matoma and Bowen that well think are really good picks and cash and, and all that. Haven't got the easiest fixtures anyway, so it's I think that's just reinforced it for me. Um HT in the chat uh says um after some advice, I'm in the top two hundred K, but I only have a ninety nine point six million resale value. Uh, why is that? Which is interesting. So it just you know it just goes to show um, those who you know who are ranked down at like three or four million like us, I'm sure we would forego half a million or a million in team value to be sat at a 200k, yeah, wouldn't oh we? God, yeah. so, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't worry about it if you're 200k, exactly. you're doing very, very well. Exactly. And you'll, exactly. you possibly, possibly you might have made a few too many transfers and that's why your team value is low. I don't know. But normally if you make a lot of transfers, your team value rises, doesn't it? Because you, you're jumping on bandwagons early and that kind of stuff. But yeah, don't worry about absolutely just enjoy enjoy your rank enjoy your points um and uh looking then at the um with with salah and and harland uh just want to briefly just just talk to the changes on this one rich yeah again i think well this this is one where my team value makes it more challenging to, to to wild card this week um have to go with the the cheap the cheap double keepers and um, obviously, there's no chance of having Trippier in there. Um, so he comes out, and I think he come. I don't think I was even that able to hang on to share. I've got I've got Dan Byrne in there yeah. as the cheap Newcastle player. He's already gone up this week to four six. I did hang on to Porro again, just trying to differentiate. Cash is in there. It has to be really hang on to Gabriel as per before ready for game week ten. And then I've got Son. Um, and I have to have two sort of mid-price uh, mids in there. So Bowen has to become Ward Prowse. I don't think that's a huge climb down for the 0.7 saving. Um, Diaby's in there, but I think I'd probably swap him out for Matoma if um, if uh, Diaby's injured. Although really Matoma's not needed for the next two weeks, so so that's one I'd have to give more thought to. Maybe Gordon um, as part of a, as you know and play and play four this week. Um, and then up front, I've had to go to Archer. I've had to go to the 4.5 because of accommodating uh, Salah. So it is slightly more compromising, but that was put together with, with 100, 100.2 mil. Good stuff. Um, so not much. I mean, as people, a lot of people with at least one and one and a half, 102 million budget, or and, uh, and and you'll find that that'll get you get you a better fourth mid, I think. So, um, what do you think about that one? What do you think about that one? Yeah, no. So no Trippier yeah. and no yeah. third forward is the is really the headline. And no, and no Watkins, no Watkins. over Alvarez. What do you think, Picard? Yeah. yeah, I I would have similar um, 
if I was wild carding, I again Watkins is, is sort of tricky to fit in if you have Madison uh, in that that same slot as as well. But what I like about the drafts that you made, Rich, is that I see a lot of drafts on on Twitter and people are sort of uh, taking money out of defense and investing all their money to get you know Madison, Watkins, and all these guys in attack and spending a lot of money over there without investing in in defense now we're sort of approaching that that period where you know rotation is going to happen soon in let's say the next one or two months and then uh, you will need a playable bench i don't really like having two four million defenders on the bench on the wild card because if you're making a team you have to make it for the long term and i see that as a very common mistake that people are making you know just to, i've seen teams with lamptey and and taylor from burnley i, I don't like that no, I agree. I agree. I do. I do think you know you are setting this team up for a long time. It's very, very easy to move a lot of the bias towards what's happening in the next two weeks. What's my team going to look like? How am I going to score immediate points and shoot my rank up? But it's no good if you've got to go to Christmas on this World Cup. You've got to. You've got to go a long way, and it's got yeah. to be sustainable past, so that you don't. That's that really, isn't it? Because um, yeah, you know, it is, it's really, twenty yeah, weeks. Yeah, this I mean, is for really. You need a really yeah. stable. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna. You get. You get another wild card after game week twenty, so you can get yourself out of trouble. But you, you've got to go. You've got to go to Christmas because you don't really want to use that game wild card no. for the following twenty Absolutely. weeks, do you? So, Absolutely. so uh, it, 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 you are setting up for the long term, which is why I think if I can last till game week 10 you'll see some different guys in here you'll see some i think um your previous uh podcast colleague uh, i think it's um zoff used to say you know yeah. good players good teams right you know yeah. that is really Absolutely. essential principle by which to set things up you know you want players from arsenal you want players from city teams who win all their matches <laughs> don't want really luton and burnley stuff. double exactly. game week assets you don't want a load of luton and burnley <laughs> assets and also the villas and the west hams you know that they're that they are typically mid-table teams they win a match then they lose a match you know these basic and they're both are, in europe as well six, they're both getting knocked. six one every week they won't you know they'll they'll win occasionally but so so this is really important you know to have that sort of basic grounding and make sure you've got the players Points. from the good teams i think what you're seeing is liverpool are going to challenge again for the title they are yeah. they're right up there they had a poor season last year they've strengthened and sorted out their midfield so Liverpool has to be regarded as a premium team alongside City and Arsenal. And I think with a game week 10 wildcard, you can fill your team back up with those teams with, with confidence. So there we go. Lovely stuff. Uh, just uh, quickly looking at the Habei game week wildcard team. So uh, the Habei team is currently ranked around I think it's 760k. So it's having a decent season. Still got its wildcard in hand. Um, it picks out uh, Johnson. It's gone very, very, very cheap at the back. So it's got Johnson and Turner in goals. Um, it's gone Anderson, Cash, Byrne, uh, Kabori and Burke. So r- ridiculous cheap at the back. Uh, but it's got an absolutely stacked front seven with um, Sun, Salah, Bruno, Madison. It still fancies on Bomo for a couple of weeks. Um, Harlan, it still fancies Bruno over a couple of weeks. Which it fancies Bruno over a couple of weeks. It does, yeah. Um, Harland, Alvarez. Yeah. And then Archer. So that is what the current uh, Habei Game Week 8 team is. If you want to look at yourself, it's constantly updated all the time automatically. Go to Fancy Football Hub, uh, my team, and go to the um, AI teams. It will share it there. Captain C this week, uh, maybe a bit more interesting. Um, Harland uh, is predicted uh, on Habei to get 7.5 points, uh, Sun 6.7, Salah 6, Bruno 5.9, Madison 5.5. In the polls, though, 
And anyone want to guess who is who is top of the polls? Son? Donny. And what do you think uh, the percent of the vote for for oh, Son if he's bad. top? I can't guess because I saw it. Oh, you saw it, <laughs> Picard. Do you yeah. want to guess the uh, guess the percent? Um, I would say fifty-five percent. Seventy-four um, oh, percent are wow. going for Sun. And that's a landslide win. That's a landslide. Absolutely landslide. Harland only ten percent. Uh, Salah nine percent. So uh, very interesting. That's amazing. He's away from home, right? He's away, and he's carrying a bit of an injury, and he's been getting. Hooked <laughs> I don't. I saw in the chat. I don't know how how right this is, but I saw in the chat mm. earlier that he hasn't trained much this week. Which is always a concern for a transfer in and a captain. I know, so I'd use a precious free transfer on him and then you find on Friday afternoon, yeah, just to get a point one, and you find on Friday afternoon that he's not playing. I'm sure I saw a stat as well. I'm not 100% sure on this. I saw it earlier on Twitter briefly that Luton's XGC at home is is pretty decent as well, just interestingly. Maybe we're just having having a peek of that as well. Um, yeah, this could be a real, real pivotal week for for moves. If you get, if you nail the captain this week, then I mean, I'm surprised Salah's so low, eight point five nine percent. I mean, if you've got Salah, he's a good shout against Brighton. You look at what Villa did to him last week. So, yeah, so I, if I had Salah, I'd probably captain Salah over Son. Oh wow, okay, and and over Haaland? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, probably. Cool. So, are you yeah, just one thing? Uh, one, yeah. uh, just one thing on on Luton's uh, um, defensive statistics at, at home. Uh, they've played Wolves, uh, Burnley, and West Ham, so okay. they've not had the toughest of fixtures, which is why the stats are yeah. looking fine. That's that's why the sample is slightly distorted. Um, Bakar, who who will you be captain in this weekend? Stun for sure. Oh wow! Easy as that. Easy as that for you. Yeah. Stun. Okay. Interesting. Have you already got him in, or is that still a transfer you need to make? No, I got him in in game week five. Actually, uh, oh, okay. I sold I sold Saka in game week five, and I got Son into captain, and I got Trippier in the same week as well. While those transfers have worked in a way because Son has performed really well, Trippier has done well, but I sold Saka, who's also smashed it, so it's mm. kind of evened out. Yeah, first yeah. the. Yeah, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised that those transfers sound like you should be much higher on the rankings <laughs> if you had those guys for, for their whole. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. I didn't have Saka, and I've had yeah. I've had triple Chelsea and double United for way too long. I think I'm going um, Son as well. Um, I do. I do think if 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 Son is out or you know he's he's rumored maybe not to play, I'd be tempted to go for Madison. I mean, even a one week punt on Richarlison if Son is out. I don't know. Probably not, but uh, interest interests are all the same. But yeah, I think I think we go on a Spurs player against um, against the early kickoff sure. as well. I was just going to say it's the half twelve kickoff. Team news Our game is going to be done by two o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, if Son is out, I'm wildcarding for sure. Let's say if, we if get Son is out, you're wild. Oh wow, okay, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, because I I'm one flag away from from the wildcard. Mm. Um, yeah, that that that's definitely the title of this episode. One flag away from a wild card. I love that. That's <laughs> brilliant. Nice. Um, Fergie's a pent uh, for the next four game weeks. Uh, who did I pick out last week? Um, they didn't return. Uh, James Ward Prowse. I still I, I still think he he will come good over the next couple of game well, he weeks. Got, he got bonus. He got a bonus point last week. Yeah. And he didn't assist um, at all, and he earned he earned bonus just from his baseline. Oh, can I claim that as a win? I don't know. So, Probably yeah, not. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but this week, um, 
nailed, well, you'd, you'd like to think nailed to start this week. Uh, six appearances a far this season, three goals, two assists, uh, 14 shots, 11 in the box, an XG of nearly three, um, an XA of 0.3, eight big chances. I think this could be the week um, that, that we see a bandwagon for uh, Darwin Nunes. I think if I was wildcard in this week, he would be in my team. I think he'd probably likely be in my, well, it all depends on the on the Gakpo sort of situation, but um, I really like the look of Nunes. He's going to play this week, I think, because Gakpo is injured and Jota is suspended, so I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to be a front three of Darwin up front, Salah on the right, and uh, Diaz on the left. Um, but I really fancy him. Um, thought, thoughts on Darwin? I know you, you said you quite... Yeah. I like him. Quite like him, Rich. Uh, th- I think he's going to... Yeah. I think this is the period now. He gets, you know, If he can get a run of games, I think he can come into his own. I, I think that Europe is a bit of a distraction. But, um, yeah, but car thoughts on Darwin? I think he'll play this week. I, I think he'll play this week, but the risk will be um, in game week nine because we've seen that Klopp tends to rest um, the, the South American guys after the international break. And and, and Darwin is playing on, on Wednesday night. Uh, and... Liverpool have the early kickoff on Saturday, and every time they they do, uh, Klopp has tended to rotate um, both Diaz and Darwin. So that's that's a bit of a red flag for me. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, just before we go on to our teams, uh, the Football Content Awards are back for 2023, and we have been nominated uh, for Best Podcast in the Fantasy Football category. Uh, if you enjoy our content, we would really appreciate it if you could vote for us in the description below. It only takes about literally 10 seconds. Uh, and while you're there, if you enjoy our team reveals and articles and everything else, you can also nominate Fantasy Football Hub for Best Editorial in Fantasy Football 2. Uh, thank you so much all in advance. It would really mean a lot to us. Let's have a look at our teams. Oh, just just brought up Rich's team. It's like one of those, you know when you you drive down the motorway, you look over the other side, there's loads of traffic and you realise a bit of a car crash on the other side. It's like a cup of cold sick. Is it? Is that what we got, we got Richard. <laughs> Even the Hub AI oh, yeah. has rated it only oh, yeah. as 89%, Rich. Even the Hub AI doesn't 89. fancy it. <laughs> What's your thinking, Rich, this week? Laughing at my own team. I, I, the thing is, it's dreadful. <laughs> absolutely dreadful. dreadful. I mean, I, I've got no one to bring in. I've got I've got Botman, Bulldog and Mubama are, uh, you know, about as useful as a, cho- as a chocolate fire guard. I've got... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stupinan is injured, so he's got to go. Uh, Fabian shares okay at, at West Ham. Gabrielle's got to play at City. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking you see good. What I'm thinking about, we can say I'm thinking about Wildcard. I said it's not looking good, Brev. You know what I mean? It's like, and basically, uh, yeah, I've got Rashford and Fernandez who can't hit a barn door from six yards. I've got Sterling, who's sick though, and probably won't even get on the pitch until the 75th minute. Saka's injured and probably needs. <laughs> oh my goodness. Madison. It's not good, Madison is, it? is any use. So as I said, it's a Madison, Alvarez and uh, Harlan team, and the rest of them can do one, basically. <laughs> what's, what's your plans, Richard? Like, uh, Saka the Sun uh, looks my, obvious. My, 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 well, either wild cards or one of the two templates yeah. that I put up earlier, and and again I'll have a look at the Champions League highlights when I get in from dinner and see see how many others have got injured. But um, wild card tonight, possibly before the prices <laughs> change again, before or um, after your or, meal, well after, after yeah, your meal. people are busy about eleven o'clock. Uh, if I'm going to take a hit or I'm going to take two transfers, I would take 
Sack. I've got one point four in the bank, thankfully, and I'll need it. I, I'll I'd take Saka out for Sonny um, to cover the captaincy, and if I take a stupid and out for a Spurs defender, I take a stupid and out for Pedro Porro for a couple of weeks. You know, maybe Matty Cash as well, just to give me uh, the opportunity to uh, get rid of Ben Gabriel, so I could do Botman to Cash for a minus four. And so have cash, uh, Porro and share in, in defence, and then Sonny in the midfield play the United guys, give them one more chance, and hope Sterling gets minutes against Burnley. And then that's a po- more positive way of looking at it for a minus four to hang on to the wild card. What do you think of those moves? Do you think the second the minus four is necessary? Would you do a minus four, or would you do it elsewhere? I, th- I think I'm. Um... I'm assuming you're not wildcarding next week. It would either be this week or ten, not in nine. I'm assuming. I think if I can get to ten, I'll get to ten. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's worth it for two weeks personally. Um, maybe not one week, but I think I think I think it's worth it for two. I think this sound moves rich. You know, I, I know we're laughing and stuff, and all right, your team's not. It's not optimal, right? Your defense and it's not optimal, but you know, it's you know, it's it's reasonably placed. You had this the other week where you were laughing at your team. We were laughing collectively your team a couple of weeks ago, and you top scores. You top scored the week, I did. so yeah. it's not it's not that bad. It's really not. It just it just looks it just looks funny because of the calamities that have surrounded course, certain yeah, players. But when you get your eleven variants. on the pitch, because you ignore your your yeah. bench doesn't matter. Your bench are of no are of no you know. Um, Whatever the word it, is, it, it it is needed if some if there's a if, if Alvarez gets a rest for instance or if um you know he's coming on though isn't he gets dropped yeah, no. you know it's like you know they'll it, be coming it, on rich it, one day it will bite it will bite yeah one one day but we're only talking a week or yeah. two aren't we I think you I think you crawl through uh, what do you think Picard yeah. you're doing the right thing um it's it's a tricky one for Rich actually Rich I I think you've got a plan around the the four um, Sterling. Again, this depends on your assessment of whether or not he's starting. At the moment, I'm leaning towards saying no because Chelsea played so well, as as you've said earlier. And uh, Palmer played really well on the right. On the left, Modric, even if he doesn't make it at the weekend, there's every chance that Matson plays on the left wing and he, he came on against Fulham. So Sterling is a, is a big red flag. But I think Estupanan to the Spurs defender and the other uh, Saka to Sun moves pick themselves. Other than this, the Sterling move and and the um, and the Botman out move, I think you can space them out over two weeks, yeah. depending on whichever order you want to do them in. Do you have a midfielder in mind for Sterling next week? I assume you could possibly look at getting a Liverpool mid and then dead ending in game week nine. Yeah, I could I could look at Sterling to Diaz this week against Brighton. Um, if you think, yeah, but the risk with Diaz right. is, is next week, right? Is right. You might not come back. Yeah, exactly. So says, you can wait for the leagues. Maybe. So you can, yeah, yeah, either you can get Bowen or you can then wait for the leagues next week and get the Liverpool mid that is starting. Yeah, yeah, no, possibly. That's, that's possibly. Yeah. That's yeah. that's something that might work uh, because I'm in a similarish situation to you, and I do think that the negative four for you makes sense. And you just hope and pray with Sterling. If he plays, then that's fine. If he doesn't, then you sell him. For whichever Liverpool mid is starting next week, I like that more than the Bowen move because that too will be for a hit this week, and I don't necessarily like that yeah. because Bowen is playing Newcastle, right? It's not ideal, and then next week he's away to Villa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Hope, hope that's helped, Rich. Be interesting to know you. Yeah. You, you you're gonna have to tweet later this evening after you've had a couple of glasses of wine 
what you're what you're doing is going to be really really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, will. Um, I will. I will. Your uh, recommended transfers uh, for this week. Bear in mind this came out before the Saka news, but you did, mentioned did, did the Rash... algorithm. Did the algorithm go to meltdown? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like it, it actually came <laughs> on screen. Are you having a fucking laugh? And it was. Uh, what, am I, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this shit show? It says. Yeah, exactly. um, but it said, it said Rashford to Sun, uh, but obviously now Saka is going to be out. It will probably go to Saka, and it, and it did say Gabriel to Cash. So. The AI is not is not 100% sure of Gabriel. It'll be interesting to see because um, party is due back um, over the next week or two, whether they actually go back to how they start the season and whether we think that yeah, Gabriel's in I saw that you've, so. the, you've, you've reduced his minutes down, haven't you, from game week 9 or 10 onwards but, due to... But uh, we will see, that. obviously, how, how party returning affects it. And obviously, if so, we'll bump his minutes up again. So Gabriel's a cash, Rashford's a son, but, you know, any kind of uh, variance with that with your two free transfers. Bukata, do you want to run us through your, your team, which is looking a bit healthier? Um, and, and your <laughs> so plans? Slightly healthier, but, slightly, but again, it's, it, 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 it's uh, again, I'm, I'm very, very uh, close to a wild card. I don't think I will do it this week, but I, I, I'm close anyway. I have Pickford in goal. I have Trippier, Odogi. So, I mean, now those three are kind of okay to, to keep for this week. The problem is the third defender because I have a Stupanan. Botman Kapore, so I'll have to play one of them. Stupanan isn't going to play. Uh, neither is Botman going to play, so I'll have to play Kapore for his one pointer against Spurs. If I'm lucky, could be a zero pointer as well. Um, in midfield, I have Bruno Fernandez, Rashford, Son, Captain, and is fine. Sterling, again, the big question mark because I'm not entirely sure whether he's going to start. Up front, I have Haaland and Alvarez, which is which is fine. And I have one free transfer with one point three in the bank. So I have four options. The first option is to to strengthen the defense and just simply go a Stupanan to Cash or Poro. Probably Poro. I think I would prefer a Spurs defender this week if I could get one. The second is I could simply just go from Sterling to Madison and ignore the defensive transfer and just keep Kapore for his one-pointer or zero-pointer. Um, the third is that I can do both these moves, get Cash in and get Madison in for a hit. And the fourth option is the wild card. Mm-hmm. So th- this is this is where I'm at. I've, ideally, had I not been wild carding in in two weeks, I think the hit would have made more more sense. But I'm sort of questioning it because with the wild card in two weeks' time, it's not really ideal because I don't think I will have an obvious transfer to make in game week nine as well because the team would look fine for game week nine if yeah, I take the exactly. hit this week. I'd take the hit, Bakar, personally. I'd take the hit and just ride through for two weeks and then you'll have a nice, fresh... Yeah, a minus four to buy that wild card when you want to play it rather than when you're feeling you have to play it or you're, the situation is making us play it. I think that's worth four points, isn't it? One goal, right? It's over two weeks as well. It's over two weeks. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we've, we touched right at the start. Those, those fixtures for me are, are so important. Those fixture swings, you know, if you, if you, you, you know, you can go into the game with 10 wildcard with players like Matoma. Who you know you're going to find it hard to kind of get in or, or kind of wiggle around if you, you know, if you are going for Diaby Award Prowse because you're not bringing in Diaby Award Prowse to sell him in game week ten, are you, for example, and you know potentially trends. But and there's there's so much more news. You can change formation. You know, you it, you know, it could be yes. Gakpo's out for three months, in which case then Darwin is like nailed on that team. You know, as as well as you know, you still want Alvarez playing every game. Maybe Watkins. You know, you you know, you may want to do that. I I just think. Minus four for two weeks is is well is well worth it. Yeah, the game changes the only so thing in my, quickly. The only thing in my mind is that if 
I uh, am to take a hit, then I will have nothing to do next week. No free transfer to make. I mean, assuming that everything stays fine because the team for next week is looking fine. I, I could make one of those two transfers, either prioritize Madison or the Spurs defender this week and do the other transfer next week. Because as of now, I don't think there's anything to do next week and that might save me the hit. So that's the only thing. Have you got, have you got, a, ben- have you got a bench? Have you got a bench for your team? Um, I have Archer. Yeah. I have Archer, yeah. but I won't have a defender. I think you've been very, op- I have Archer. I think you've been very optimistic, Bakar, that uh, considering teams have three games to play before... Game yeah, week nine. Exactly. That's there's the... going to be something to do. I'm sure. You're, you're not going to be. Yeah, that's... You can't. You can't say I'm going from wild card to my team will be fine and get the cigar out in like. Uh, in a, <laughs> you you will have some. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the international break as well, right? Uh, there is after nine, this so. after this so, week. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's something might come up there, and you can pick a yeah, nice a might... nice game week nine one week punt. You know. You know as well a really nice one before your wild card. Are you getting a bit fed up with um Umbermo? We haven't really talked about him. Are you uh I am, I am, but again, he's he's someone that I think he I, I think he has one return in him in the next two games. Um especially against United. I think if he's playing gonna play up front in the three five two, I like him more in the three five two as opposed to a three four three. And I think he's fine to keep this week. Agree. Uh, the next week he has Burnley at home, so yeah. it's all right. Agree. Um, Sterling to Madison is your recommended transfer um, by Habayi Bakar. If uh, if anyone watching or listening wants their own recommended transfers, go to Fancy Football Hub, my team AI transfers, and it will analyze your team, rate your team for you, and tell you uh, what moves that it suggests each week. Uh, my team, I'm 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 laughing at everyone else. I've got Pickford in goals. I mean, geez, what an absolute <laughs> oh, he hurts Tony Bakar. He he just hurts every yeah, single week. Hurt. Pickford in goals, uh, Trippier, Estepinen, and Udogi, uh, Bruno Rashford, and Bomo Madison, and Saka, Haaland, and Alvarez. Uh, currently got Gvardiol on my bench, Bayer, and Mubama. So I think I've got pretty pretty easy move. I think I'm just one move ahead of you, Bakar. I've already got Madison in Bakar, but I think I'll be doing um, Saka to Son and probably either Estepinen. I am, I am really looked a lot, yeah. Either um, Estepinen or Gvardiol to Cash or someone like that. And then I think I've got a pretty solid team. For the next yeah. two weeks, um, perfectly happy to hold on to Mbama for another two. United defenders, I think I'm happy to hold them for the next two as well. I know, uh, sorry, United midfielders. I know that they haven't looked good, but I, I, you know, I say I say this all the time, and I really mean it. Things change so quickly, form change, especially for top teams and top players. Like, Ster- you know, we're all laughing at Sterling now, saying how dreadful he's been and and how he's going to be dropped. In game week five, he was the absolute talk of the town. He was the the must-have of the week. That's only like a few weeks ago, or game week four. That's only like a few weeks ago. So things change quickly. And I think that, you know, um, home, home to Brentford, who are struggling this season, Brentford, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, Rashford and Bruno get... You know, a, a, you know, a return in that game, and then they have uh, Sheffield United next week, which is as nice as it gets at the moment. So, I'm pretty happy. I'm not, I'm not on the verge of wild carding at all. I don't think. I think that those game week ten, especially the analysis we did at the start, those fixture swings in game week ten. I think my team will look very different in game week ten, whereas mm-hmm. I just don't see the upside now mm-hmm. at all. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I suppose in in summary, gents, before we uh, head off into the nights, um, Bakar, as it as it stands, are you wild carding or not? Uh, no, at the moment I'm I'm not. But again, as I said earlier, uh, one flag away from wild carding. <laughs> how about yourself, Rich? How are you how are you feeling after that chat of the last hour? Uh, 
I found I find I find this very useful in terms of crystallizing my own thinking. I think I got I did have a wobble this afternoon <laughs> um, to say, and um, at the moment I think I think I'm okay with taking a hit. I haven't taken a hit yet so far this season. I normally you know try and get to Christmas without a hit, but I I, I will take one to keep the wild card for another couple of weeks. So I think I'll probably make three transfers this week. Sterling worries me, so I might you know I might swap the mid. Two defensive transfers doesn't sound ideal, but I mean, I just haven't got any cover, and I just think City will score against Arsenal, so I probably will get Cash and a Spurs defender in, plus do the Son move. If uh, if Son's out, if Son's not not at, yeah. if Son is out, then it gives me an opportunity perhaps to lose Sterling instead. I don't know. Or, if Son you know, if Son is out, that will tip the car over the edge. I think yeah. Son yeah. Son Son no, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. yeah, but I don't own him already, so it's probably more likely to hang yeah. on to the wild card because I won't be buying him and I won't be spending a transfer on him. So I can get I can get the two Spurs defenders in, couldn't I? So there's a lot, there's some options there. So yeah, interesting one. But at the moment, I'll I'll hang on to it and I'll probably take a hit by the end of the week. Good stuff, gents. Um, and that is it uh, for us this week. Uh, and this this side of the international break. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who joined us in the chat. Absolutely engaging and interactive as usual. Thank you so much. Uh, those who are going to watch it back and for those listening on the podcast versions, your support as usual is very, very much appreciated. Uh, Rich, uh, thanks for joining us this week and thanks for sharing your wildcard thoughts and drafts. Uh, where can people get hold of you? Um, at Rich Clark FBL on Twitter. Lovely stuff. And Bakar, thank you so much as usual. Fantastic um, insight Pleasure. and and entertainment. Uh, where can people get hold of you? At Big Man Bakar on Twitter. Lovely stuff. And my handle on Twitter is at FFH underscore Fergie. Make sure you drop us all a follow. Um, and also on at FFH underscore Green Arrow. Uh, this podcast and video will be on the Fancy Football Hub YouTube channel with the podcast versions available on all major podcast platforms. If you liked what you watched, please press the like button if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to the channel in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. If you enjoyed your listen, please rate the podcast and leave a comment. Uh, Because it's the international break, we'll be back in two weeks uh, previewing game week nine. Uh, In the meantime, the very best of luck for game week eight. Enjoy the break and may all your arrows be green. Good night all.